Hi, this is Chrissy, host of the Flare Up Show, and if I sound a little weak, I'm actually on day 12 of COVID, and I recorded this episode, <coughs> excuse me, uh, when COVID had first started, and it felt more like a cold in the beginning, and I even wrote a little blog about day five with COVID, because I thought on day five, when I recorded this episode, I was actually on the mend, and little did I know I was about to take a turn for the worst. And I, and not the worst, I mean, I wasn't in hospital per se. I did end up going to urgent care because I had a headache that lasted for 72 hours and couldn't get relief. So I had to go in to get uh, medication uh, and get looked at to make sure I didn't have a clot or anything like that. But it's really the fatigue that is killing me and I can't even uh, get comfortable. What's really cool about this uh, episode is uh, Carrie... Uh, is a hypnotherapist and she gave me a, a track which I have been using to relax and try to get comfortable and I can usually sleep for about 20 minutes after I listen to the track so it's been enormously helpful um, but really what she's here to talk about today is her services for people that are having uh, babies because birthing can be traumatic uh, there can be a lot of things that can happen uh, when you go into a labor situation and you know it's such a critical time for both the parent and the baby to have a positive birthing experience and you can even have positive experience when things don't go as planned and so that's really what her services offer so she provides hypnotherapy called hypnobabies and this has come from her own story of birth trauma. So I am almost out of breath, so that's all I'm gonna say about this episode. Uh, enjoy, Dr. Carey. <clears throat> Hello, I am so excited because I have Carrie Tishoff with Hypno Babies with me today, and she's gonna share some really interesting information about uh, birthing experience and how women can have just a really uh, how to prepare themselves for, you know, a wonderful start to their journey with their new baby. But I don't want to talk much. I want you to do the talking. <laughs> so maybe I'll get you to start. Introduce yourself. What's your name? Where you live? What are you known for in your areas of expertise? Well, I'm happy to be here as always. <laughs> I love to talk about pregnancy and birthing and how to make them easier for everyone. Um, so my name is Carrie and I do live in Southern California and I'm a hypnotherapist and a childbirth educator and a doula and a speaker and an author. So you're a busy lady, got lots on your plate, but you're doing really important things. So could you share a little bit about, you know, how did hypnobabies come to be? What was the defining moment for you to do hypnobabies? Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, there was actually one defining moment. <laughs> um, it, my interest in birthing started before I was ever married when a friend had a baby and she had it naturally, meaning unmedicated. I mean, all births are natural, but um, so, so it was unmedicated. And she said, yeah, she was screaming and it hurt a lot. But, uh, but she did it, and I didn't even realize people did that. I thought they just went in and have, had an epidural, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just thought that was a norm. 
So she told me she had taken a Bradley class, and this is a, a natural childbirth class that's taught here in the United States. And so I went and convinced the Bradley people. I was just bitten by the birth bug by virtue of her telling me all the little details about her birthing. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I thought, I can do this. I want to do this. I want to be a part of it. So I went and became a Bradley instructor and had gotten married and was looking forward to getting pregnant, but was not pregnant yet. And I just was teaching young couples the Bradley method, which is a wonderful natural childbirth method um, with a lot of information on nutrition and exercise and relaxation and, you know, consumer issues. And it was, I learned so much. It was just glorious to me. <laughs> so I was teaching people that, and I thought I knew everything that there was to know about having a baby until I got pregnant. And then nine months later, I went to have my own baby and she was posterior, which means for people listening that she was turned around in the womb so that the back of her head was basically pressing on all the nerves all the way down my spine as she came down and out. And it was excruciating. So it's called back labor. Mm -hmm. And at that time in history, I did not know the things I know now, <laughs> the things we teach in hypno babies about avoiding back labor and, and all the great things that you can do with hypnosis as far as discomfort. So it was, it was, it was a traumatic birth. That would be scary, especially considering that you had all this training and knowledge and experience with other people's labor. I imagine that actually was, had a lot of fear for you. Well, I didn't go into it fearful. I thought I knew everything, but yeah. man, uh, 36 hours of this posterior birth where it just kept getting harder and harder, more and more painful to the point where I was screaming my head off. Oh. And I went from being at a birth center, uh, they wheeled me over across the street screaming in a wheelchair um, to the hospital. And I was never so happy in the world to see anyone as I was that anesthesiologist <laughs> who came at me with this giant epidural needle. And I, I'm happy that all of that happened to me because I came out of it with a very healthy respect for why anybody would choose drugs. Because before that I had thought, well, everyone should have unmedicated birth. Why wouldn't you? And of course, through my own birth, I found out why people would choose different kinds of drugs. And I became a much, much more well-balanced instructor after that. Mm -hmm. And then four years, almost to the day I gave birth to my daughter, I gave birth to my son and it was in a birth center. It was only seven hours long, but his head, he was also posterior. So his head was also causing me back labor. And I was just screaming in agony. <laughs> and my sister was with me. My husband was pressing on my back. And during one particularly gnarly, here's the moment. Yeah. One gnarly contraction, my sister was holding my hands and I was screaming my head off. And when it was over, I looked up into her tear stained face and she said, it should never have to be this hard. No. And 
And it's like a light bulb went on over my head. And I just said, you know what? You are so right. And I didn't know how or what that was. But even if I never had another baby and I didn't, I was going to find that thing that was going to help other people not have to go through this if they wanted an unmedicated birthing experience for themselves and their babies. And so I had, I then saw a, a TV show about hypnosis for childbirth and then started on the The internet was new, but I was yeah. poking around and I found this program that would teach you how to become a practitioner of birth hypnosis. And I took that training and I was a little shocked at how little hypno there was <laughs> in the birthing. And also that there was no childbirth education because that's a very important element. You don't want to go to get childbirth education at one place and then get your birth hypnosis at another where they're teaching different philosophies. Mm -hmm. um, because in the Bradley method, which is a wonderful method, I was teaching what is normally taught in natural childbirth education, which is that this is going to be painful. Mm -hmm. And we're going to teach you how to, you know, make it so that you avoid unnecessary pain and that you can relax as much as possible, but just, you know, make friends with the pain, you know, hold this ice cube and see how much pain you can take and that sort of thing. You can't do that while you're also learning birth hypnosis, which is an entire philosophy of <laughs> birth is natural and it definitely comes with sensations, but they can be a lot more comfortable than you've ever heard or known before. And this is how, yeah. by using the power of your subconscious mind. That's awesome. So anyway, um, I took this one, I, I left that program because it just didn't work for me no. it wasn't what I was looking for and I went and learned a whole lot about hypnosis hypnotherapy and also pain control you with hypnosis which is called hypnoanesthesia and I took a course called Gerald Kine's painless childbirth program and this master hypnotist Jerry had put together a program based on what he learned from the women that he asked as a hypnotherapist what would you like if you could have the perfect birthing? Mm -hmm. And they were telling him, you know, we want to be able to move around. We want to be able to get in different positions. We want our birth partners to help us and, and uh, in different ways. We want to be really, really prepared. We want to know all about the process. And, you know, it was fantastic. It was hypnoanesthesia. It was a deeper kind of hypnosis. It was what I was looking for. And so after I took that course, I asked him, would it be okay if I took these techniques, which were really designed for a hypnotherapist to use with a pregnant person one-on-one -on -one in their office, could I put it into a childbirth education program so that many, many, many people could use it at one time? And he said, I cannot wait to see what you create. And that was 21 years ago. And, and here we are with hypno yeah. babies. So hypno babies has actually changed a lot since that time because we've added hypnosis for the birth partner and a change of plans, hypnosis scripts, so that if anything goes wrong, you can still, or differently than you were planning, you can still use hypnosis and and many other things, postpartum, all kind of things. So it's grown quite a bit. 
That's perfect. And before we get into the details of what you offer and how it works, you, when we spoke the other day, because we talked about, I had sort of a traumatic birthday experience too with my, my son. He was very large. He was almost 11 pounds and labored for 54 hours, trying so hard to reach that natural childbirth. It was like a quest. And, you know, I, I don't know what that was, but that, that's a whole psychological issue with me, I'm sure, about having the perfect birth. <laughs> <laughs> but you did mention, you talked about one of the reasons you were passionate about this is that you learned a lot about, probably through the Bradley Method and other uh, education that you've had about how fear and expectation can affect the experience. You called it the birthing journey. So how does fear and stress actually affect the mom, baby, and that whole birth experience? And then we'll get into how it works, how you help them with that. Well, most people don't realize how powerful it can be when you're fearful mm -hmm. uh, or when you're feeling anything. Basically, your subconscious mind is telling your body to do certain things because you are fearful. So it will constrict muscles, constrict blood vessels. It, it can cause uh, what we call birthing waves. Other people call them contractions, but it can also keep them from coming on. Oh, It can raise and lower blood pressure and body temperature and um, all of that affects the birthing person but it also affects the baby mm -hmm. so if you have anything going on especially with with blood pressure you know the baby's going to and the placenta is going to have effects from that so during the pregnancy we want everybody to stay as calm and relaxed as possible so right from the very beginning of starting to use hypno babies people feel calm mm -hmm. they have messages of calmness and peace and we're working from the inside out and the outside in so they're listening to hypnosis which is reaching that place in the mind where we can retrain it to different things so retraining it from say the history of childbirth that it's always known we're not taking those files out we're just giving the subconscious new ones. Mm -hmm. And we're also retraining the subconscious that the birthing sensations that we will have during our birth, which are pretty normal, pushing, pulling, tightening, stretching, baby movements, um, those sorts of sensations are perfectly normal and we will have them, but without anywhere near as much discomfort associated with them as would be if we were not using this deep kind of hypnosis, which is called som somnambulism. And um, just to explain to people very, very briefly, we have different levels of the mind. So we have the conscious mind, which is the mind that we are, you know, using right now to mm -hmm. listen with, to see this uh, we, we're seeing each other, everyone else is listening, but we're using our conscious minds. We have our subconscious mind, which is uh, like a five-year-old child, and it houses everything we've ever known, seen, done, experienced, felt, or thought in a big vault. And in between, there's a critical faculty. And that filter decides what gets in and what gets out of the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And so in hypnosis, we relax the body and we relax the mind at the same time. And we make the critical faculty take a nap, basically. Just go to sleep and let us get down to the subconscious mind where 
it's like a five-year-old child where you say something to them and they go, oh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> you know, let's do that. And so you're, you have to retrain it and retrain it and retrain it every day because when that critical faculty goes back up after hypnosis is over, the mind is kind of lazy and it just wants to go back to the old philosophy of thinking, the old files that are in there. So that's why there's so much practice. Every single day we're listening to a hypnosis track and we're practicing our hypnosis outside of that with what's called the finger drop technique a little bit. And then from the outside in is the part of affirmations. Mm. And there are still people out there who really don't understand the benefit of affirmations. But these are one line phrases that are said and we repeat them so that we can counteract the negativity that's coming towards us. And we all know all about that when we're pregnant. <laughs> it could be our Aunt Susie. It could be the lady at the supermarket who feels like she can walk up and put her hand on your tummy. It could be our coworkers, whatever it is, we're bombarded with negativity about pregnancy and childbirth and having a new baby and how that's going to change your life and on and on and on. So with affirmation, it's a reminder uh, to think positively about the pregnancy, the birthing, and after the baby comes, and you listen to that enough times, and we hope you will listen to that one a joyful pregnancy affirmations track once every day, mm -hmm. it really starts to affect the way we feel and how we feel affects how we think and how we think affects how we behave and the choices we make. Absolutely. So that's okay. in a nutshell. <laughs> Don't know. It's great. I was thinking, I read something today that said all unsolicited advice is actually criticism. And that's what you made me think of, you know, all the people with their helpful advice and opinions about how you should have a baby, <laughs> right. And, and how you, yeah. and how you should raise your children. So I'm like, well, that's a really good point. The other one is the power of affirmations and even training your subconscious mind. I mean, we are dwelling on thoughts all day long anyways. Why not make them into something that's actually helpful for us, right? Like it's just that little bit of intention that can make such a difference. We're dwelling on thoughts, whether we believe it or not, right? There's always some sort of track going through our minds. So I think this is just harnessing that power, the energy we're already expanding. Why not make it something positive? Um, so I love that. I really yeah, like and I just want to add that uh, most people also don't realize that what you do ruminate on, mm. what you think about the most often, what you focus on the most often is what your inner mind thinks you want. Yeah. So the people who are sitting there thinking, I don't want a cesarean, I don't want a cesarean, I don't <laughs> want a cesarean, because of the way the mind works mm. and it doesn't react to negative. Um, programming or wording or language or messages the same way it literally jumps over the word don't and because you can't not think of something yeah so it jumps over the word don't and all it hears is i want a cesarean and it starts to prepare for that in all ways whether it's physical emotional all kinds of things that it starts to manifest yes. for that for instance, if I say to you, don't, don't think of a purple elephant, <laughs> don't think of a purple elephant, you, you can't not think of the purple elephant. So your mind is thinking whatever you're focusing on is what you want. So that's why 
it's super important that from the inside out and the outside in, you think about and focus and concentrate on what you want, the kind of birthing that you want, the people you want to be there, the situations, even the time of day. And we have a whole birth visualization all about that. And it's amazing how many people do the birth visualization and then their birth ends up being like the birth visualization. Oh, that's lovely. Because they're utilizing that part of the mind. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So share a little more about how hypnobabies works. You know, where, when someone's pregnant, where in their pregnancy should they start reaching out to you? What do you provide to them? What are the goals of the program for this person? Okay. Well, each person decides what their own goals are. Mm, so for like instance, that. we have people coming to hypno babies that are first time parents, first time pregnant. And their goal usually is to avoid having that first awful birth that all of their friends and family have told them about. We also have people coming with second or subsequent births and pregnancies who've had that first awful birth or several and would like to have a healing birth. Mm. And then we have people coming to us who say, well, I'm probably going to get an epidural anyway, but I'll just see what happens. And they're mm. usually pretty shocked because hypnobabies is extremely detailed, comprehensive and successful that when they get in there, they, they don't choose to have an epidural or any sort of narcotics or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But the, so that's as far as goals. Um, they, we recommend that people start hypnobabies at 28 to 30 weeks of pregnancy. There's a six week course. And then after that, we have what we call maintenance. And maintenance is a period of time after you finish the course that you just practice the hypnosis in a specific way. Mm -hmm. So there is a schedule of tracks to listen to and you listen to them on that schedule so that your inner mind will continue to be primed with this information and can be, these techniques and cues can be activated during your birthing. Mm -hmm. And um, uh people listen to to the tracks every day there are specific tracks during the actual course time but there's also reading and that is because hypno babies is a complete childbirth education course yeah. so you're going through the whole course like it's an adult education course mm -hmm. you're reading you're following the directions and you're listening to the tracks and practicing your hypnosis every single day and at the end, your final exam is up to you. Yes. Have you done all that? So, um, and I will say that as far as goals go, most of our hypnobaby students have a much easier and more comfortable birthing. That is what we say about hypnobabies, mm -hmm. that we want everybody to have an easier and more comfortable birthing. And that is really the goal of hypnobabies. Yes. What happens on their end is up to them. We do have people who come out of it saying they had 100% pain-free birth, oh, wow. which is nice. Mm -hmm. That is not everyone. No. Everyone else has varying degrees of comfort and maybe some discomfort. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's going to be based on a lot of different things. You know, there are many variables in childbirth and we cannot control 
yeah. those variables. So what happens during the birthing with the mom, with the baby, the baby's position, the mom's health, the baby's health, uh, whatever the doctors and nurses come up with um, <laughs> to, to alter uh, the birthing, which happens. Yes. Um, these are the variables that make a difference. And in addition to how well did this birthing couple or person prepare? Because mm -hmm. hypnobabies materials are tracks and everything that we have is always the same. So what people do as far as learning, practicing and using it is different. And of course, the dynamics of each birthing is different as well. And our students can come to live hypnobabies classes that are near them if we have an instructor near them and we have a directory that they can look that up mm -hmm. under the classes tab at hypnobabies.com. We also have a home study course and that can be gotten as a hard copy where you get the actual booklets and you're turning the pages yourself or you can get our online home study course as well and people are using that all over the world. So no shipping involved, awesome. you know, you just order it and you start it. So there, there's different choices and there's different ways, but it, it's always the same. The program is the same. So we're hoping that everybody will do what we want them to do, which is, you know, basically follow hypnobabies as directed. And the reason I'm saying that so much is because we do have stories of people out there whose friend gave them a couple of hypnobabies tracks and or loaned them the course, but they had this stuff, but not that stuff. That's not hypnobabies at all. No, there it's a 20, full program. Yeah. There are 21 tracks in hypnobabies that work in succession to build upon each other. Mm -hmm. And all the written materials therein that help you make great birthing choices. Because another part of having a really good birth, no matter what happens, is knowing what your choices are. So we talk in hypnobabies extensively about the benefits, the risks, and the alternatives to all of the, what we call choices, other people call interventions mm. that happen, you know, professionally when you're birthing, where the birth team might want to manage the birthing in a way that the birthing couple or person does not want them to. Mm -hmm. So you're taught all the benefits, alternate uh, risks and alternatives of these procedures and treatments. And then you're free to choose what you want. And each one is going to have an effect on your birthing. And sometimes it's a domino effect. So you start with one thing and then it causes another thing to happen, which causes another thing to happen. And before long, you're not having your the birthing that you had in your mind mm -hmm. and i'm not talking about necessary interventions yeah and when so stuff happens where we yeah. absolutely need to step in we absolutely have to give the mom an iv you know or any other thing whether it's pitocin or a cesarean section these mm -hmm. are necessary things what i'm talking about is your basic unmedicated but uncomplicated pregnancy and birthing that gets messed with and then everything gets changed yes. so we teach everybody all of the things to 
research to look out for, you know, what is this, what is that, and then you go make up your birth plan based on what's right for your family. Mm -hmm. And whatever they do is going to def have a definite impact on the way that they give birth and their experience and also their satisfaction. That's amazing. You mentioned a term that I would like for you to share a little about, because I'm not sure the listeners would understand what you mean, but I think it's a beautiful term. So I'd love for you to expand if you could. You mentioned the term healing birth people looking for a healing birth. Can you explain what a healing birth is? Absolutely. So when somebody has given birth and for whatever reason, they have come out of it anywhere from disappointed to traumatized, <sighs> there, is, there can be a way to heal with the next birthing. And that is when you do things differently. So mm -hmm. we don't even need to teach people how to do things differently. When they choose hypnobabies, they are doing things differently than whatever it is that they chose the last time because hypnobabies guides them through so many positive choices. And these are choices so they can make them or not. And, um, and also the positive messages in hypnobabies right from the very beginning when they start, it makes it a completely different experience. And then they are able to choose, then their body is more healthy. It's not causing constriction. It's not causing high blood pressure. It's not causing anything that would have caused complications that happened the first time around. And you know, sometimes people come out of it traumatized, birthing traumatized because of the way that they were treated in the hospital. Mm. Well, so it's, it may not just be a physical thing that happened with the mother or the baby during the birthing. It might be the way that they were treated. And that also is part of the process of doing this a different way. So, you know, in your mind that you're not going to be treated that way this time you have the tools now to advocate for yourself and that makes a huge difference and then the pregnancy is completely different so it can be termed a healing pregnancy and then the birthing itself is completely different so it's a healing birth it's a way for you to basically build a bridge to a new part of your life where you've healed what happened before by having this entire empowering experience where you were your own advocate throughout the entire pregnancy and birthing and of course postpartum and your baby's care because one thing that people do not realize is that they are 100% in charge at all times so yeah. that starts when you get pregnant and you are at that very first doctor or midwifery appointment you are in charge. Most people don't get that. No, and I, I found in my experience, sometimes some, not all, but some medical professionals try to make it feel like you're not in charge too. Like they try to, I don't know. If well, it, yeah. Not to put anybody down because hmm. this is just the way that it is, but yeah. medical professionals are trained to coerce. Yes. They're basically trained to urge you in directions that they want you to go in 
based on what is going to, this is probably going to make some people mad, but based on what <laughs> is going to make them more money, save them time, and keep them from the most liability. And so we teach in hypnobabies that that may be true on their side. And of course, they they need to take care of their own agendas, but so do you. So yeah, or they're what I found in my case too was that we have you know a terrible healthcare shortage here. So it's in Canada. So now you're getting tired, overworked medical staff that can also affect how they treat others too, because they're also under stress. Now you have a stressed mom, stressed nurse, stressed doctor. This is not a good, it may not be a great mix for getting everybody's view across, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And, you know, we do teach in hypno babies that medical care professionals are people. They are. <laughs> um, that they that the, the L and D nurse is, you know, uh, we we have a triangle. Mm -hmm. So she's in the middle, or he, mm -hmm. and the birthing couple is up at the top, and then the OB that's in charge of the birthing couple is over here, and the hospital or facility where we're giving birth is over here. So she's in the middle of all of these things, trying to make everybody happy and keep her job. Yes. <laughs> and of course, doctors are people too. And they're just all trying to live. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to keep their jobs and, and, and have the baby come out with the best possible mm -hmm. outcome for everyone. <laughs> and I will say it again you as the pregnant and birthing person are always in charge so right from the beginning when you're pregnant you get to choose what tests that you will accept you get to choose what treatment you get to choose to accept their suggestions because that's basically all they are mm -hmm. they're your consultant so these people who say well my doctor said i have to induce on friday no you don't you don't have to do anything at all. So that that is true for your pregnancy. It's true for your birthing. Any decisions in the middle of your birthing, it's true for your baby's care. When the baby comes out, if they say, well, we need to do such and such with your baby. No, they don't. You get to decide if they're going to do that thing with your baby or not. And if they have to do that thing with your baby, they don't necessarily have to take the baby somewhere to do that thing. If you agree to that thing, they can do the thing there. And most people don't realize it. No, that's what happened to me. They took my son for monitoring. They took him to NICU, but he was just sitting by himself in this heated thing. There was no nurses around and I'm I know. in a C-section and I'm like, I just want to be with my baby. Like, can't you wheel that thing into my room? <laughs> like, like, like it was so scary. Like I actually made a nurse pick me up and put me in a wheelchair and take me over there. And I didn't want to leave. It was, it was so, and I'm sure all the intentions I'm sure were the best of intentions. They want to have a great start. There's no, I'm not criticizing the staff and their decisions, but it, it made it really hard. Right. So there was, well, there's a banner of speaking that medical personnel are taught 
so that they say things in such a way that it sounds like you have to do that thing. Mm. It's protocol, it's rules, it's whatever. Honestly, it doesn't matter. You are still in charge. You still get to say no. Mm -hmm. That thing, I don't accept that thing. I don't want that thing. I'm not going to have that thing for myself or my baby or whatever. You get to say yes. You You can say yes. You can say anything you want. Maybe later you can choose whatever it is. It's always up to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so talking about uh, people that might be nervous of the idea of hypnosis, and this is what we call self-hypnosis, right? There, you, no one's coming into their home or or, you know, like you see on TV, no one's waving a watch in front of them. Like this is, <laughs> they explain, you know, what is hypnosis and maybe, uh, you know, uh, ease people's minds as to what hypnosis is, right? That it's not something that to worry about losing control of, right? Like they're, they're still aware of their surroundings, their body. And, you know, for people that might be afraid of being vulnerable to, you know, nefarious suggestions, <laughs> you know, they're going to work, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe you can speak to that a little bit too. Absolutely. Well, first of all, we all know that most people have a, an idea of hypnosis as either the guy with the watch that's swinging it back and forth in front of your face, or what's really bad is, is they have visions of stage hypnosis. So whether it's at some sort of venue or corporate thing that that you know that the hypnotist picks people out of the audience that really want to play along and they go up there and act silly and that's basically what that is but therapeutic hypnosis is completely different Mm -hmm. hypnosis real hypnosis is a form of focused concentration and what's really cool to know is that we are all in a state of hypnosis many times a day, different Mm -hmm. kinds of states of hypnosis, as a matter of fact. So when we're waking up and going to sleep, when we are reading anything, whether it's a book or a screen, and speaking of screens, anytime we're in front of a screen and we're watching things, things are flying by and it becomes hypnotic we are in a state of hypnosis we're in a state of hypnosis when we're daydreaming if you're supposed to be doing something but you're really thinking of hawaii you're in a state of hypnosis and we've all had that thing where we've been driving in our car very focused on something that's just about to happen wherever we're going we're going to do that thing and our mind is full of that thing And then all of a sudden we're at a stoplight or we're even all the way there and we cannot figure out where the last five minutes went. Mm -hmm. We were in a much more focused state of hypnosis. So we are in states of hypnosis all the time. Mm -hmm. Anytime you're watching TV or a movie, you're in a state of hypnosis. And anyone who's tried to get a child away from a (laughs) game, you know, the game on the screen but you're calling their name and they're completely oblivious Mm -hmm. it's not the noise of the game it's the fact that they're engrossed in it and they're in a state of hypnosis so that's important to know 
because all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. You choose to enter hypnosis. You choose to stay in hypnosis. You choose to accept the suggestions, which are hypnotic directives or messages inside these, you know, scripts or tracks or whatever you're listening to. And you choose to come back out or not at mm -hmm. the end. There's people that can do hypnosis. And then when they're counted up, usually it's like one, two, three, and then you're now awake, aware, take a deep breath, shake your hands. They don't want to come out. They stay right in. You are a hundred percent in charge mm. of any, every, everything and anything that happens while you're in hypnosis. No one can make you do anything. And of course, in hypno babies, all of our directives, all of our hypnotic messages are all about having a much easier birthing. So it's really glorious stuff to listen to. Mm -hmm. But even if you go to see a hypnotherapist and they're helping you for with a phobia or weight release or stop smoking or fear of flying or anything like that, you are completely in charge in your head. Mm -hmm. you know, of what happens during that session. Yes. You're never going to go someplace where somebody else can tell you what to do or put in weird suggestions. A person will never accept a suggestion that is against their moral values or their belief system or their philosophies. Yeah. It's just not going to happen because the mind has fail safes. Mm -hmm. That critical faculty will jump right back up there and go, nope. Yes. So uh, it's very, very safe and there's nothing religious about it and there's nothing strange about it. As I said, we're in states of hypnosis all the time. Mm -hmm. And you have programs now as well to help with postpartum, correct? We do. We have uh, lovely tracks. We have one called After Your Baby Comes mm -hmm. and it really allows you to relax, um, sleep in sync with your baby, mm -hmm. become a more confident parent. So despite what other people are telling you about what you should do, <laughs> about co-sleeping or breastfeeding or diapering or whatever, you can feel really, really confident about your own self and your own choices. Mm -hmm. And it really, really helps to have that from the inside out. And then from the outside in, we have parenting affirmations and they start out with, you know, having a new baby in the house and, and then it moves up to toddlerhood and, and a little older as well, where we're really being much more calm as a parent by hearing these messages that our, our children are not giving us a hard time. They are having a hard time. So we are now having to be the adults and really bring them into a state of calm. Mm -hmm. So um, I have this thing on my wall. I'm looking right at it. It says, instead of letting people pull you into their storm, pull them into your peace. Oh. And that's what, that's what that track is all about. Mm -hmm. is instead of letting anything, whether it's other people's suggestions or your child's behavior make you crazy, pull that into a state of peace with you and you will be amazed at what happens. So we have also a breastfeeding success and uh, um, oh my gosh, Peaceful Sleep Now oh. is a wonderful track. Um, we've put several tracks into a 
a nice set of tracks called Comfort and Calm for the New Parent. And it's a wonderful set to give people as a gift. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of getting them diapers, you know, get them, get them a nice gift um, mm -hmm. that they can really use and it yeah. will help them. Although diapers are useful, but maybe some of the other stuff. I remember as a new parent, when I was pregnant with my first child, I'm like, I need this, this, a bottle warmer, a wipe warmer, like all these things that never used ever. <laughs> I know, right? But they're going to be essential. But yeah, something like this would have been diapers still, but yeah. <laughs> but something like this would have definitely have been a lot more helpful. I had you know, yeah. children were lovely babies, but were not, you know, they have they're very independent and have always been since the day that they were born. So to have that peace and acceptance. And actually that brings me to another thing before uh, we wrap up and I ask some closing questions. Do you recommend the birthing teams or partners do the hypnotherapy with the mother, the pregnant mother? Um, well, our birth partners, we hope they do. <laughs> uh, if if somebody goes to, if a couple goes to a Hypno Babies Live class with an instructor, that they are coming together and they're mm -hmm. learning everything together. And hopefully the birth partner will listen to all of these tracks at least once to know what the, the Hypno mother is learning, practicing, using, doing, listening to the language, all of that. And we also give the birth partners their own hypnosis tracks so that they can stay calm and relaxed during pregnancy as well as be a really calm relaxed birth partner during the birthing <laughs> so um and our home study students get all of that as well we just don't have we just don't know if they're working together mm. on it some do and some don't yeah so but we have all the tools for them we do include the birth partner in a lot of things there's there's a 33 page um, booklet called the birth partner's guide where we train them all about what their role in pregnancy and birthing is and how to take care of themselves as birth partners and then you know how to help the the birthing mother or the birthing person so we do include them a lot if you do have a birth partner and if you don't then hypno babies is set up so that single parents can do it all by themselves. Mm -hmm. How rewarding is it for you just as a person and the mom and going through what you experienced childbirth, watching all these beautiful birth stories emerge from this practice that you're teaching people? Well, it's very gratifying. There have been hundreds of thousands of birth stories now that <laughs> I've read every single one mm -hmm. that people send to us. Oh, and awesome. um <clears throat> especially the healing births, they heal me. Each one helps to heal me from what I went through because I know that this is really helping people out there. It's helping the people with the healing births, but it's also helping those first timers not have to have that first awful birth. Yeah. You know, to not go into it fearful and um, with a lot of anxiety and trepidation. Instead, they're very calm and relaxed and con confident about what they're doing in their pregnancy and also their birthing and postpartum and with their baby and everything. So, because um, we do present information also about postpartum and, and baby care and 
stuff. So yeah, uh, yes, very gratifying, Chrissy. Oh, I love that. I'm so so proud of you and your practice. It's it's beautiful. I wish I had known about it, but definitely it's something I'm really excited to pass around. So what's next for you and Hypno Babies? Are there any new programs or other offerings or well, we do, just so you know, we do have a fertility program. It's called the Fertility Ooh. Enhancement Program for people who are on that journey, oh. <laughs> that fertility journey, and people are telling them, well, just relax and you'll get pregnant. <laughs> um, it's not that, that works in all of the history of telling people to relax. That's always what's worked. But oh, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a different hypnosis track for each week of, a, of the person's cycle and an affirmations track that goes along with each week as well. So they're really getting a lot of positive messages and relaxation from the inside out and the outside in. And there are also two tracks for the father to be to listen to as this process goes on with fertility, you know, one hypnosis track and one affirmations track to keep them calm and relaxed about everything that's happening. So it's, it's really wonderful. And so many people have gotten pregnant and then of course gone on to do hypno babies, but of course, so we have that and we have a, a lovely breastfeeding, uh, natu- it's called the natural breastfeeding course. And it is a course that was done by Nancy Moorbacher, who is so, so knowledgeable, lots of videos showing people what laid back breastfeeding is, which is mm-hmm. makes breastfeeding so much easier. Holy cow. Would you call it laid back breastfeeding? It's called laid back breastfeeding because instead of sitting up with pillows supporting the baby, you're laying back and the baby's laying on you and you're mm-hmm. both relaxed with pillows underneath you. And it's just, mm-hmm. you're one big long, you know, person, you and the baby. And it is amazing how that affects the ability for both of you to just relax for the milk to flow, let mm-hmm. down all of that it's fascinating and so she has she you know we licensed this from her and she has a lot of really great videos in there that exactly show you and explain everything so that's wonderful um and then we have a lot of individual tracks as well you know everything from stress and anxiety to eliminating nausea, fear of needles. It it just goes on and on. But our new projects will all be about language. And the first one that we're going to have when we get it finished is is called uh, The Power of Parenting Language. Mm. And it is all about using language in a positive way with your children. So for instance, I told you about the human mind and how it doesn't like negatives. So it doesn't process them in the same way. So when we say to somebody, don't forget your keys, (laughs) they're more than likely to forget their keys because Mm -hmm. their mind jumped over the word don't. But if we say, remember your keys and we can even add they're on the table or they're on the hook Mm -hmm. connecting that together that sort of thing so with children instead of saying don't go in the street 
It's so dangerous. <laughs> we can say, stay on the sidewalk. It is much safer. Here, mm -hmm. take my hand. It's so and much there's so much to know about telling your children what you want them to do instead of what you don't want them to do because of the way their minds work. They're always in hypnosis all the way up to about the age of six to eight. They're in a state of hypnosis. So this time when we really could teach them how to respond to positive messages is crucial mm -hmm. because it's going right in there, you know, without any resistance. I agree. I remember I, I shared this actually in another episode just a couple of weeks ago, but it makes sense here too. I had a, when I, <laughs> so because my son was a bit traumatic and because I was a bit of a mama bear stressed and I was like, give me my baby back. We, me and the nurses clashed a little bit. And in Canada, we have public health nurses that do check-ins. And I guess I got flagged as a potential worry <laughs> because I was very like animated and like, give me my baby back. I know best. Right. So because I was you know, stressed and it was a very traumatic birth. And so I'm normally a very calm person. So anyway, so the public health nurse basically showed up like the day I got home, like an hour later, knock, knock. And they suggested that I take this positive parenting course. And I'm like, but I'm a great parent, I swear. They're like, just, just trust us. So this lady came in and she shared how she brought in a stuffed animal and she had all these uh, cloths, a bunch of them in different colors. And she explained positive language and how important it is. And she said, so when you're, when you're a baby or your child is, you know, without any words, they're just naked and they're vulnerable to anything. And every time you layer something positive, it wraps a layer around them because you can control how you speak to your child and you can keep wrapping them with good, positive stuff. So that way, when they go out in the world and other people maybe use negative language or different kinds of language they can strip a layer or two off, but if you have enough built up around them, they'll never be completely naked or vulnerable, right? Like it's like these little layers of, of goodness that you wrap around your children with, it, with every way that you word things positively. And that always stuck with me. And, and that's what you're sort of saying now too, right? It's Yeah, absolutely. And people don't even know you should talk to your babies. Mm -hmm. Like they'll just go, Man, here and there, you know, mm -hmm. all right, you know, it's time for the boob or whatever. <laughs> but if you if you talk to your babies, first of all, they'll learn language much easier and faster. But of course, whatever you're saying needs to be super positive. And then they will learn what what it is we're going to do. So when you start saying we're going to do this now, which is a much better thing than saying no to a child if they want to do something differently than you do, mm -hmm. um, that they, they will have already heard that all the way from birth. Well, we're going to do this now. We're going to change your diaper. Well, mm -hmm. we're going to go outside right now. We're going to go sit by the door and play with the dog, you know, keep telling them what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And then when they get old enough to make their own decisions, like 18 months old, two years, uh, and they want to tell you what we're going to do, then as soon as you say, well, we're going to do this now, they've, they've been hearing it. They've been hearing it their entire lives. And you're telling them what you want them to do and not the word no or don't or not 
none of that. Yeah, you're also te- you're modeling to them too, I guess, how to express their own needs and their own desires, which is very healthy because a lot of people aren't exactly. sure how to do that as adults even, right? So that's yep. wonderful. I love that. I really, really like that. Uh, so is there any last thoughts that you'd like to share with moms or moms-to-be or dads that you think is important for them to keep in mind? I think it's super important to trust yourself. Mm-hmm people get so nervous when they're pregnant, especially for the first time and everybody is weighing in on what they should or shouldn't do as far as their pregnancy, their birth, how to, you know, whatever with their baby, when it, when the baby comes out, how to treat it, how to hold it, how to not hold it, put it down. It'll get spoiled, whatever, you know, trust yourself and, uh, you know, just, just also take the time. So What that means is take the time for yourself after your baby comes. People want to come over and they want to hold the baby and take care of the baby. The best thing they can do after the baby comes is is your dishes. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, clean your house and do your laundry and let you learn how to mesh with your baby, be in sync with your baby, feed your baby, hold your baby, diaper your baby. Those first few weeks are super, super important. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Thank you so much, Carrie. This has been really amazing. And I, I am so thrilled that you reached out and that we were able to connect. I just think this is such a a beautiful business that is based out of love and real need in the world. And obviously you can tell you're making a really big difference in the lives of so many uh, couples and their babies out there. So good for you. Oh, well, thank you for having me, Chrissy. It was delightful. And I do appreciate it because I love talking about making people uh, under or letting people understand rather teaching them you know, things that they can do to empower themselves. Mm -hmm. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carrie. That was amazing. And just, uh, I just really love your uh, transparency, your honesty, your openness and vulnerability in sharing, you know, stories that are, you know, extremely personal to you and how you've really taken something that was, um, an experience for you and turned it into helping you know tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of uh, birthing experiences so um so stay tuned i am still recovering and i'm not sure when i'll be able to record my next episode uh i have what's called uh, well it's sort of like a post-covid syndrome where it's very hard for me to type and i'm trying really hard to just get this episode out on time with the hope that uh, by next Thursday, I'll be back to normal and uh, and be able to record. So I do have some really great guests coming up, just as great as Carrie and everybody else that's been on. And thank you all so much for your support and patience. And uh, if you wish to uh, e-transfer uh, me or PayPal me, uh, you can chrissy at girlwithaflare.com for PayPal uh, or e-transfer. All right. So have a great day. Thank you.